You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast, featured on allhabs.net, brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, hosted by Rick Stevens with Amy Johnson and Chris G. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Canadians Connection podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio, where we keep you informed, engaged and entertained. My name is Amy Johnson. I'll be your host for the next hour here for episode 155 of the Canadians Connection. Uh, Of course, we're a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network as well and sponsored by DraftKings. We'll hear from those folks a little later in the show. Uh, But right now, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by my co-host, who also happens to be the editor-in-chief, the founder, and the president of Rocket Sports, the one and only Mr. Rick Stevens. How are you doing today, sir? Good afternoon. Glad to have you back in the hosting chair. I'm back. For game day. We can say it. It's, it's game, game day. day. Uh-huh. That's weird to say. It is. Uh, now, n- which not, is- and our listeners should know, it's not, <laughs> no, you didn't fall asleep. It's not the regular season. Uh, it's uh, the, the rookies who are playing today, a game day uh, against the Senators rookies. They are. And we're going to talk about that a little later in the show. It's weird, though, how, you know, we're all so excited, you know, even on the team Slack today and whatnot. It's, oh, it's game day. And we're all excited about it. Like it's been forever, even though this was the shortest offseason ever known to man. (laughs) That's true. But it's so weird that as soon as a game day actually comes around, even if it's just a rookie prospect game during rookie camp, we're all, it's just, it's game day, man. Hockey's back. Hockey's back. So, Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. Absolutely. It is pretty exciting. The show's pretty exciting today, too. We have a lot to cover today. Um, it's been a busy week uh, in Montreal, and uh, we've got tons to talk about today. Uh, of course, we're going to highlight some of the memorable moment, moments of the week for the Canadians, just give you some, some basic news headlines before we head to roster news, talk a bit about injuries or transactions, signings, those kinds of things, just general roster news for you. We've got a Habs prospect report uh some laval rocket news in there and then that's where we're also going to give you all the news that you need to know about today's uh about the the rookie game coverage uh in ottawa uh then we're gonna 
switch gears a bit and, and in terms of prospects, talk a bit about the Canadians' approach to developing prospects. Of course, that uh, topic has been center stage ever since the the offer sheet with Kakanyemi uh, kind of stole the news spotlight uh, at the end of the summer. Uh, so we're going to give you... Uh, we, uh, Rob Ramage, the director of player development for the Montreal Canadiens, met with media uh, to kick off rookie camp this week. And so uh, we were on the call for, for that and, and have a number of audio clips from, from Rob to talk a bit about player development and, and where things stand from here, as well as uh, our first introductions to uh, Jean-Francois Houl, who is the new head coach of the Laval Rocket, who is running rookie camp. Uh, we'll also bring you in that first segment some NHL news and notes uh, that you'll want to be aware of. And then in our second segment, our big topic is roster spot contenders. I mean, rookie camp is essentially the beginning of training camp. It's just the small section reserved at the beginning of camp for the rookies. Uh, and so we're going to look at the prospects at rookie camp. Which ones are really primed to take a step forward? Which ones are the contenders? Which ones are the ones to really keep an eye on as as going to be the next names uh, really pushing for a roster spot with the Montreal Canadiens? We're going to talk about guys like Jesse Yalonen, uh, Matthias Norlander, Caden uh, Gooley, and of course we're going to hear from Rob Ramage again in there as well. Lots, lots to get into with that. We've got a ton of audio clips for you today that you're going to love. Uh, it's, it's just really great information. And then finally, in our final segment where you have your say. We're going to catch you up on all of the things you might have missed with Rocket Sports throughout the week. Uh, toss you a Canadians Connection question of the week because we're interested in hearing your thoughts on some things. And then we will send you on your merry way to get uh, ready for these uh, two rookie games and the start of training camp for the week. Lots to get to. Lots to get to. Of course, Rick, uh, we do want to remind listeners that this is an interactive podcast. Where can people text us if they want to uh, to chime in? Five eight five three rocket five eight five three rocket. Dial that number. Uh, do you need the digits? It's five eight five three seven six two five three eight. It's really uh, easier the other way. Twenty five uh, twenty four hours a day. Just uh, text us anytime. Five eight five three rocket. Shoot us a text. You should also be sure you're following at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, you can visit the podcast website at CanadiansConnection.com. Uh, all right, so let's kick things off with a bit of uh, you know memorable moments from the week for the Canadians. Of course, there weren't any games. We get to we get that next that week. We get to change. Week, yeah. I know. <laughs> we'll have some games to talk about uh, next week. But uh, this this past week, of course, both Chris G and Rick were hard at work Monday through Friday, bringing you uh, the Habs Notepad and Habs Headlines segments um, each and every day, so that you have a quick look at the latest news headlines uh, surrounding the Montreal Canadiens. This week, all of that content was primarily focused on rookie camp. Um, however, there were two other stories that emerged that were pretty interesting. Um, the news did come out that due to the NHL's safety protocols around COVID-19, that although the Habs golf charity golf tournament um, benefiting the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundation will still take place on Tuesday as, as the official kickoff to training camp, it is going to take place without any current players, coaches, or front office hockey ops staff. Uh, the NHL limits uh, how, what, 
kind of scope uh, their clubs can participate in promotional activities. And this is a this one is one that's going to be a big no-no. So for the first time, um, you know, the, the tournament will be back this year. However, uh, the only representatives from the team will be uh, – select alumni who will be there uh, mixing and mingling with with the guests and golfers. Um, also, uh, Jesperi Kakinyemi made his debut in Carolina, taking part in his first on-ice workouts in North Carolina, made a big splash. The Canes fans are just loving that he's there. Uh, I saw some fans uh, that were super excited, bumped into him at the airport, were getting uh, autographs on Canes hats, and uh, big splash when when the Canes posted a picture of Kakanyemi out on the ice for, for one of his first practices, and uh, sharp-eyed fans noticed the stitching on the gloves that he was wearing on the ice that happened to spell out Svechnikov. So very excited that uh, he was wearing Svech's gloves and it was a big deal. And so uh, he's making a big splash. Fans are welcoming him warmly in Carolina. I think that's a, a thread that we'll continue to see on social media, at least for the first portion of the season. And protect, particularly, Rick, since the Canes visit the Habs very early in the season uh, within the first couple of weeks at the Bell Center. That's true. And, and uh, I mean, there are um, a segment of Canadians fans who are saying, oh, please stop talking about Kakanyemi. Uh, but uh, this is, uh, and, and we'll see as we go along in the show, uh, Kakanyemi, uh, he has affected the way the Montreal Canadians are going mm-hmm. to ha- are dealing with rookie camp and development. Um, so it, it's interesting to see him there. Interesting to see how he's welcome Teva Teravainen. Uh, the quotes from him uh, talked about him as a smart player, reads the ice really well, got a great shot. Um, I think it was uh, the the quotes from um, Sebastian Ajo were. Uh, were really interesting in that he was very amused by the $20 signing bonus <laughs> and the connection to the offer sheet that he signed. So, um, uh, listen, they've welcomed him with open arms, and uh, and we uh, wish him well uh, in, in his time with Carolina. Absolutely, we certainly do. So uh, be sure, of course, if you're not already... If you haven't done it already, bookmark allhabs.net. Make it one of the sites that you visit every morning when you boot up your computer and and, or check your phone on your commute, uh, if you're sitting on the train, if you're sitting on the bus. Um, And be sure to check out Habs Headlines posts every Tuesday through Friday morning, catching you up on all the latest Habs news. And of course, every Monday, Chris G uh, has a, a similar post. But that one is called Habs Notepad, and you don't want to miss any of those. It's a great way to just really easily, takes you five minutes, breeze through the headlines, and you're all caught up with the latest Canadians news. In roster news, uh, talking about big splashes, uh, the rookies took the ice for the first time on Thursday this week, but it was someone who jumped on the ice uh, as well, that really got everyone's attention, and that was one Carey Price. Uh, returned to the ice. He's still rehabbing from his knee surgery. Um, and when he did an interview with the NHL uh, for their site last week and said he hadn't yet skated, but everyone at Brassard saw him take the ice for his uh, first tiny little, tiny little skate Um this week and uh, Rick, it's it's still up in the air as to when and if he'll be ready for training camp next Wednesday to take the ice or Wednesday or Thursday. But at least uh, progressions being made. 
Uh, the target date is his return uh, for the season opener against uh, uh, the Leafs in Toronto. Um, he was able to get on the ice for about 10 minutes, uh, a 10-minute skate on Thursday, followed it up on Friday. Um, of course, returning from uh, that knee surgery on July 22nd, uh, performed in New York City. And and keeping in mind that meniscus tear in his knee, um, he, he played all of last season with that um, mm-hmm. and the playoffs. Um, I, I know the comments to our posts um, on uh, on All Habs and, and on our Facebook page talking about uh, uh, Fans who have had similar injuries, uh, and one fan said, I could barely walk. I don't know how he <laughs> carried the team to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yes, he's he's making good progress. Uh, and um, and cross your fingers that everything will be fine for his return uh, on October 13th. Now, uh, referencing that interview he did with the NHL website, uh, there was one statement that he made that a left no room for interpretation. There was no reading between the lines uh, when M- Carey Price said after the, the risk of getting claimed in the expansion draft had passed, uh, declaring a f- very firmly that he plans to be wearing the CH for the remainder of his career. Yeah, and, and he used uh, um, uh, we're going to be yes. a Montreal Canadian for the rest of his career. So talking about his family, um, and, uh, you know, some fans, I mean, there, I, I don't understand it, but there are folks that, uh, that don't care for Carey Price. They don't respect him. They don't uh, respect the, what he does for the team. Um, and, uh, you know, they said he, he wanted out of, of Montreal. Th- that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, he always has wanted to be here. He wants to win a cup in Montreal and, uh, and he, if there was any doubt, he uh, it was a rather definitive statement saying uh, wants to be in Montreal for the rest of his career. Absolutely. And we like hearing that. Mm-hmm. We like hearing that. Uh, as players are, are trickling back into the city, uh, gearing up for training camp next week, starting to get uh, the skating going and getting together. Uh, with other teammates and so forth. They're also making a a bit of the media rounds. And Nick Suzuki uh, recently quoted in an interview, of course, was asked about Kakanyemi heading off to Carolina since the two of them were were pretty close. Um, And, you know, basically Suzuki... Sometimes I think people forget that even though Suzuki is is very young, uh, at a a very young age himself, himself, Prior to this, he was involved in what at the time was a big deal trade when Montreal traded away their captain and Max Pacioretty and got Nick Suzuki back in return. So he under he, he basically said, you know, I understand it's a business, but Rick, he, he admitted that it was tough to see uh, Jesperi leave. He, he said he, he's one of uh, my very good friends. Um, you know, we text back and forth every second day. And it's tough to see him go, but understood that uh, it was a business that it's a business and trades happen. And yes, he was involved in one. Um, interesting comment uh, that Suzuki went on further to say, um, if the Canadians had matched uh, the uh, offer sheet, and there was all kinds of speculation. Oh well, what would that mean? Um, he said, and the quote is, uh, "It would have been fine." 
Kakiniemi or KK is a very likable guy. He's very, he was very well liked in the dressing room. So um, players understand that, that things happen and, and, uh, and it's a business uh, and that, that contract stuff uh, stays on the outside once you enter the, the dressing room. Well, and that no one's gonna, no one's gonna say, oh, six million dollars? No, thank you. I don't want that. <laughs> That's right. Um, Tyler Toffoli. Well, before I get to Tyler Toffoli, I just want to make an aside too. Um, I don't think that we'll be seeing like a, a, a new show or anything anytime soon called Suzu- Nick Suzuki's Hot Takes, because <laughs> if it's filled with things like Christian, it, like his comment in this same interview saying essentially that Christian Dvorak um, at at the time when he was playing in Vegas, uh, at times he felt that he was even better than uh, Mitch Marner. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to leave the analysis to the pros. <laughs> yeah, and that was the days when both were playing with the Knights and, and uh, that comment made to Michael Trakos, uh, that that was... Uh, that drew a lot of attention yeah. from both Canadians and, and Leafs fans. <laughs> As it should. So I think Nick Suzuki's going to stick to uh, the on-ice game for the moment and leave the analytics alone. Um, Tyler Toffoli was another one who met with the media uh, this week. And of course... You know, as Rick was saying, the Kakanyemi topic is not going to go away anytime soon. It's most certainly almost every player who gets interviewed throughout these first couple of weeks at camp is likely going to be asked about it. Um, and so Toffoli was as well. And and he described it, Rick, as, as just a strange situation. He said, I thought the whole situation was weird. Um, <laughs> the whole situation has been strange. Um, we agree. <laughs> And but he said, I mean, repeating what what you just said, uh, Tyler Foley said, uh, things are what they are. You're not going to turn down six million dollars. Who in their right mind would? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, if anyone, you know, I don't know. The other thing he said, and and actually it was similar to something uh, Sebastian Ajo said. Uh, Tyler Toffoli said, um, you know, even people who don't follow hockey notice this story for a week. Everyone was talking about hockey. Everyone was talking about the offer sheet. Uh, so it was good for hockey and certainly good for the Canes in, in their publicity. But overall, Tyler Toffoli said it was, it was good for um, hockey. The preseason media tour is not limited to players. Dominic Ducharme, head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, of course, making his appearances uh, primarily on, on, on French media outlets. Uh, he had some comments uh to make about certain players and their expectations of their positions for this coming year. Uh, and, and did mention, I know this is going to come as a complete shock, uh, but mentioned that Romanoff will play on his left side, which I mean, (gasps) defenseman playing on his natural side. What is that? And uh, you know, it's an issue given that, that uh, Romanoff, when he was in Russia, uh, play both. Um, but uh, from what they've seen, uh, the coaching staff uh, wants him on his natural side. Ducharme said that doesn't mean he'll never play on the right side, but we would like him to continue to progress on his natural side. Um, he, they feel he's much more comfortable on that side, and for a young player, um, you know, you want him to feel comfortable for sure. I applaud uh, this decision. I'm happy to hear Dominic Ducharme say this. Um, You know, it's one thing if you have a prospect that's very comfortable playing both sides or if it's a player who's 
kind of gotten out of his prospect years and is as you know in his mid to late twenties and 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 is open to to playing either side. But for a young prospect that's trying to get his foothold in the NHL and and establish his game. Um, Play, allowing him to play where he's most comfortable on his natural side is the best uh, prescription, I think, for for development. And I think that's only going to serve uh, Alexander Romanov uh, very well. Uh, this one, we've said it before, both here and on our sister podcast, The Press Zone, uh, that, that is also hosted by Rick and myself. Uh, this shouldn't be up for debate, but of course it always is. It always is. And, and thanks to the player himself for making this even a question for the media this summer. Uh, but Ducharme also again reiterated that Jonathan Drouin will play on the wing. That's the plan. Um, and as Ducharme has said a couple of times, things could change. But um, you know, we haven't heard from Jonathan Drouin other than the hand grenade he threw in in yeah. response to Pierre Oud saying, uh, yes, he, he'd love to play center. And, and uh, Oud said he was very serious about it. Oh, yes. uh, but sure Ducharme said um, uh, it's, it's more about him playing. It's more about how he will play. Uh, they want him to feel physically good, uh, uh, mentally good, uh, and let him play to his potential. Um, whether he's on the wing or, or center, that doesn't really matter. But for the, mo- and, and we know center's an option, sort of. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, their plan is to have him on the wing. Um, and, and that, that can, again, uh, it's unfortunate it keeps coming up, but, but um, uh, he kind of uh, settled that for now. As you say, aside from that hand grenade that came out because Pierre Oud directly asked this to Jonathan Duran. Uh, it's essentially been a media blackout on Jonathan Duran since he uh, very unexpectedly left the team uh, last spring um, for personal reasons uh, and did not return throughout the entire uh, rest of the regular season or the playoffs. Um, there is, of course, a you know big question marks around uh, what the reasoning was for him to need to leave the team so suddenly and on such kind of a, a hush-hush personal leave uh, scenario. Um, when asked about it multiple times throughout the summer, Mark Bergevin hasn't had a comment. Ducharme hasn't had a comment. Um, he wasn't made available um, at uh, at his own charity golf tournament. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been a big, there's just been a lot of big question marks. And so there suddenly was going to be allegedly, there was going to be a, an exclusive interview, sit down interview on RDS with Chantal Maccabee scheduled for September 20th. But now Rick, um, it looks like that's been scrubbed and rumors that maybe Rena Lavoie is also going to have an exclusive on TVS Spore. Uh, it seems like that. Basically, I, I think no one knows what's happening now with this media availability, why there's needs to be exclusive interviews. And it's just this whole cloud of mystery shroud, enshrining the whole thing. It's it it is um, it, it's it's mysterious. It's odd. It's um, it, I, I don't think it's been very well handled. Uh, it's it's certainly uh, rather than deflecting, it's putting a greater focus on on the issue and, and the reasons uh, behind him. And, and, and of course, um, uh, 
uh, he should come forward and say, this is why I felt it necessary to, to leave the team. Would have been easier, um, you know, done in a more, ca- in a more casual environment. Now there's focus on, uh, there was focus on the, the September 20th uh, uh, one-on-one with Chantel Maccabee. That's been delayed, postponed, canceled. We don't know. It's off the RDS schedule. That's all we know. And as you said, there's lots of rumors about uh, others w- wanting to wade in uh, and, and have their uh, questions answered. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know if this is coming from the player, from the team, what it is, but it's... Uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that it's it's becoming, um, you know, a point of focus when when it really shouldn't be. Uh, once training camp starts, it shouldn't be. And unfortunately, I mean, if 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 the whole point after all of these months was that they didn't want it to be a point of focus, which is why it was kind of a you know radio silence on the whole thing. Now all of this bumbling and and things are happening. No, they're not happening. It just makes. It, it just draws more attention to it, if mm-hmm, you ask me. Mm-hmm. So um, let's let's see how this gets handled. Uh, hopefully it doesn't turn into a, a big media circus. <laughs> um, one of the things, if you want to call it a circus, uh, Habs fans globally were very excited to see that single game tickets for all Canadians home games went on sale this past week. Uh, but if you're like most Habs fans and you're and also if you're not a season ticket holder, you most likely discovered that it was pretty hard to get your hands on some tickets. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's uh, we talked last week about uh, the uh, the capacity, uh, the attendance capacity in the mm-hmm. Bell Center being reduced to one third, uh, 7,500 uh, fans uh, being allowed into the Bell Center. Uh, that's, that means that uh, season ticket holders, not all of them, uh, can get in for every game. So they had to go in and, and choose uh, uh, packages of games uh, that they wanted to see. So that means there are even less, uh, as if it wasn't already tough to get a Canadian's ticket, mm-hmm. um, there are even less single-game tickets available uh, certainly on the primary market, and, and that's going to push up the prices on the secondary market. And, and I've had people contacting me already saying, um, you know, where, where can I get tickets? Uh, planning, my, uh, planning on going to the Bell Center during the season. There's games I want to see. How can I get there? Uh, we have a ticket partner um, in Ticket IQ, but um, it's, it's, it's going to be tough to get in for home games for the Canadians this year. It is. I have to say congratulations to one of our new contributors, Maria, uh, who tweeted that she at least felt lucky that she was able to snag tickets, I think, for a home game against Vancouver. So nice. Congratulations, Maria. (laughs) How'd you manage that? It's fantastic. Um, All right. Well, uh, quickly, uh, we are now going to uh, talk a little bit about Habs prospects. This edition of the Rocket Report is brought to you by AHL.Report. Your premier source for the Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. AHL.Report is a proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. Uh, The Laval Rocket did have a piece of news of their own this week, uh, while of course plenty of uh, former and probably current this year, Rocket players were, were busy at rookie camp. Uh, Laval did announce a new AHL contract that was signed with uh, Kevin Waugh. He's a uh, 
drafted back in 2012 in the fourth round by Anaheim, uh, but he is a, uh, a Quebec-born guy. He's uh, most recently uh, played with the Tucson Roadrunners uh, last year. Uh, had uh, 30 points last year with the Roadrunners, 11 goals and 19 assists in in 35 games played, um, and and has over 200 games on on his resume in the AHL, playing with a number of different teams. Um, and Rick, he's 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 had a he's had a cup of coffee in the NHL, played uh, 28 games with the Anaheim Ducks, but uh, looks to be another another local signing, uh, bringing bringing a forward back home to Quebec. From Greenfield Park, and uh, yes, uh, th- there are players play different roles. This is a 28-year-old AHL veteran, as you said, over 200 AHL games. Um, so this isn't the type of person you're going to expect to be called up, but you need uh, AHL veterans to uh, to contrib- contribute with the scoring, and 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 uh, there's an expectation he will do that, and also uh, help the the younger players. Uh, know what it's like to be a pro. Speaking of those younger players, uh, we did mention that rookie camp uh, is currently going on, of course. Uh, Things kicked off with medicals on Wednesday. Rookie camp goes all the way through uh, Tuesday. But today, uh, Saturday, will be the first game that is played. Uh, The Canadians rookies travel to Ottawa to take on the Senators rookie prospects at the Canadian Tire Center. Uh, That game kicks off at 4 o'clock. Our own Chris G is on the road as uh, we record this podcast. He will be live on site at the Canadian Tire Center in the press box covering the game. So you'll want to be sure you're following at the AHL report on Twitter for his live game coverage from Ottawa. And then, of course, be sure you're logged on to AHLreport.com later this evening for his post-game summary and recap and uh, post-game audio as well. And Monday, uh, the Senators returned to Montreal for the second game of a two-game stint um, at the the Bell uh, Sports Complex in Broussard. Mm-hmm. That game also at 4 p.m. And I expect, well, we'll know we'll know more uh, about where that game will be streamed. Uh, we'll see if RDS does that or if it'll be on the Canadians' uh, website. But uh, uh, AHL at the AHL report on Twitter is uh, where you'll be able to find that information. That's right. And, and today's the Saturday game in Ottawa will be streamed on the Ottawa senators YouTube channel. So you are able to watch that. Um, Speaking of things happening at the AHL report, um, be sure you visit the site. We've got daily uh, news articles for uh, audio from each day of rookie camp. As we speak with coaches and players, Um, we also, um, We'll have a new episode of the Press Zone Montreal podcast coming up this Tuesday. But, Rick, we have to say, before we get to that, if you missed last week's episode... You can't have missed it. You <laughs> cannot have missed last week's. It's such a good episode. Uh-huh. Uh, if, you, if you have heard about the Netflix documentary called Untold Crime and Penalties, it's, it's the story of uh, a now-defunct... UHL team called the Danbury Trashers. Uh, people liken it to uh, Tony Soprano buying his his teenage son uh, a professional hockey team to run, and that's essentially what happens. It's it's the story of Jimmy and AJ Galante and Jimmy Galante uh, 
ended up uh, under investigation by the FBI for for possible uh, mob connections. But Jimmy had a son who was very interested in hockey. And so he bought 17 year old AJ uh, his own hockey team to run. And we had on this week's episode of the press zone, uh, the voice of the Danbury trashers, the only play by play broadcaster to ever uh, sit in the booth for the Danbury trashers through their two year uh, history. He joined Rick and I on, on the show this week and, uh, Oh, he had some more stories to tell that didn't quite make it onto the Netflix show. Absolutely. The story is incredible. Um, it, it's incredible that the team uh, was was uh, uh, that di- they did so well, uh, but also were very entertaining. Uh, they were quite a draw. Um, and and yes, uh, Phil uh, Jubileo had uh, an inside look, obviously, um, <laughs> being the the uh, broadcast, the play by play broadcaster, and and the media coordinator for the team, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, shared with us some some uh, great stories. And <laughs> you you want to go to the Press Zone Montreal to find that podcast, subscribe, of course, and uh, and and listen to uh, Phil's take on the Danbury Trashers. Absolutely, head over to. Th- to the presszone.fm for that uh, for that episode. And then be sure you subscribe while you're there because you won't want to miss this coming Tuesday's episode. Couple of reasons. Of course, we're going to have uh, more ex- more audio uh, and and breakdowns of the continuation of rookie camp. But our good friend and Rocket Sports contributor Patrick Williams will be rejoining us on the show. It's time for another edition of the AHL Hot Stove with Patrick. So we'll be breaking down a pretty hot topic uh, that's going to affect the AHL this coming week. And if you want to talk about entertainment. Look no farther than Tuesday's episode because uh, I managed to get my hands on a pint of the coveted Kraft dinner, Kraft mac and cheese, which, you know, it's it's said differently whether you're in Canada or the U.S. Uh, I got my hands on a on a limited edition pint of the official Kraft mac and cheese flavored ice cream that oh. the Van Leeuwen company put out earlier this summer that, uh, you know, Darren Ravel tasted it. It flew, it sold out online in its first uh, first offering this summer in something like 12 minutes. It was ridiculous. And so they put out a very small additional limited batch uh, and I managed to get my hands on a pint. <laughs> I haven't opened it yet. Okay. I'm going to do that on Tuesday's episode of the Press Zone, and I'm going to write on that microphone, I'm going to taste test craft dinner flavored ice cream, and we'll see if I survive. Good luck. The Kraft Mac and Cheese people even tweeted this. me and said, yes, we want to hear what the taste <laughs> taste is like. Oh, so, they did. They did. Mm. So um, depending on how that goes, Rick might be on his own for the remainder of the podcast. <laughs> um, That's true. <laughs> I, it's, I don't even know what to expect. Quite an adventure. It, it is. So be sure you check out the press zone this Tuesday. There's there's going to be a lot of great things happening there. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, it is rookie camp time. And so we talked a lot about how Rick mentioned at the top of the show that even though Yasperi Kakanyemi has now moved on, um, the, the ramifications of his leaving and the circumstances surrounding his leaving and the perennial issue of development for the Montreal Canadiens is certainly seems to be a center focus uh, now for the Canadians. And at this rookie camp, it's, it's well on display. Um, 
it's Re- regardless of of what you think about Kakinyemi, regardless of what you think about um, uh, Christian Devorah coming in to replace Dano, um, it this this was a failure of development. Obviously, uh, you, a third overall pick. Uh, and he's plucked from your roster uh, before he reaches his potential. That is a failure, and whether the the uh, Canadians will admit it or not, uh, it's changed the way that they're approaching um, their prospects and and uh, this rookie camp. It really, it really does. And uh, director of player development Rob Ramage, uh, I think it was, I think it was appropriate for him to be the first person to meet the media. In regards to rookie camp this week, uh, on a day when when all of the prospects were doing medicals and off-ice things, Rob Ramage sat down for a, a lengthy interview with the press, um, and of course Rocket Sports was on that call as well. He had a lot of things that he wanted to talk about and uh, wasn't wasn't shy about talking about the the effects of Kotkaniemi leaving. And one of the first uh, most notable things he he talked about was you know. Did is that a learning experience? I think it was Arpin Basu that asked him about this. You know, was it a learning experience for the Canadians organization from a development point? How the things with Kakinyemi turned out? So yeah, when KK he had a great camp, obviously, and um, we were we needed centermen, so that was a decision to keep him there. Um, yeah, listen, as a development guy, I like to see us uh, cook him for a while before we, we get them to the NHL so that when they do get there, they're ready. So I think there's, you know, lessons to be learned on both sides. Director of Player Development, uh, Rob Ramage, is a pretty plain-spoken guy. Uh, we've uh, sat in press boxes with him, and and uh, I have enjoyed every conversation with him. There, he's saying, um, listen, let's put it into context. Uh, the Canadians needed a center. And and we, we talked uh, on previous podcasts about... Uh, one failure after another, uh, trying to find a solution, whether that was Jonathan Duran, whether that was Max Domi, uh, it didn't work out. The Canadians were desperate for a center. Uh, Kakinyemi happened to have a good camp, uh, so they kept him around. And, and looking back, uh, maybe that was, was a mistake. Uh, Rob Ramage, I like the way he phrased that, that uh, he's a development guy. So um, we want to we want to cook these guys. We we want to we want to incubate them before we expose them to the NHL and uh, and and lo- a longer time to do that is is where his bias is. I'm I'm totally stealing that phrase from now on. Anybody <laughs> says, uh, "Do you think a so and so prospect's ready?" I'm gonna no. I think he needs to cook a little longer. Yeah. It's just such a Rob Ravage thing. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, the other thing that he that that he really expressed was, you know, what rookie camp is a is a you know, there's a lot of nerves at play for for some of these guys. It's the first time that they've suited up uh, in a Montreal Canadiens practice jersey. It's the first time they've been to the facilities. There's a lot of nerves. There's a lot of expectations that these players put on themselves. But it's also a just a very short amount of time to 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 work through the process. And so Rob Ramage was pretty specific about some of the things that he really wants prospects to concentrate on in this short rookie camp. For us, we want them to be a sponge here for the next week. You know, start the process of being a pro before you're a pro. You know, listen to these coaches. Watch. We've got a lot of NHL guys training here right now. Look at those guys. Look at where where they're at. Look at their habits. 
the details that, that they apply to their everyday life as a hockey player, as an NHL player. It's so important. The message is so important that he was banging the table there. As you, <laughs> He's as very you emphatic. <laughs> um, yes, uh, th- that's a, another great phrase is learning how to be a pro before you become a pro. Uh, there's lots of things uh, beyond what happens on the ice uh, that you need to know. And uh, so soak up uh, everything while you're um, at camp, both from uh, the coaching s- the staff as well as as uh, the players who've um, you know um, have experienced training or, or rookie camp before, you'll learn uh, things from them as well. Absolutely, you know it's it's we said that Carey Price was out on the rink for a little bit, and there's other guys there. While the rookie camp is going on, some of some of the current NHLers are already you know doing some drills and and some skating on their own on the second sheet of ice on the other side of the of the Broussard Sports Complex. So it's really easy to just watch them, watch what they're doing as they're getting ready in the dressing room, watch how they carry themselves, and it's 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 just there's no. There's no better way than getting to shadow the greats, um, and it's a great learning experience. Um, but it's not just the, some of these new young prospects who are uh, coming there for the first time. There's three new coaches on the ice. Um, of course, head coach Jean-Francois Houle, JF Houle, uh, for the Laval Rocket, as well as two, his two new uh, assistant coaches, Kelly Buckberger and Martin Laperriere, uh, are all running rookie camp as well as Marco Marciano who's who's been with the organization for years um and so you know Ramage Ramage talked about how you know he he kind of wants to let that new coaching group create their own synergy and and they'll be tasked with with you know not only helping the prospects through this rookie camp, but then the prospects that play for for that group uh, in Laval uh, you know they're going to be shaping their development um some of them Rob Ramage is, is quite familiar with. In fact, uh, he, <laughs> in true Rob Ramage fashion, uh, mentioned that, yeah, he's got some history with uh, Kelly Buckberger. You know, Kelly Buckberger, uh, uh, I know well as, uh, as, as a foe. Um, I was introduced, you know, when he was very young to his fist. Uh, <laughs> it didn't go well, <laughs> but he's a great guy. I love him. <laughs> terrific um yeah, he knows he knows the coaching staff uh a buckberger if you saw a pic if you've seen any of the pictures from development camp uh he's not messing around he no. had his game face on at rookie camp and uh obviously uh, uh rob ramage uh, knows that uh, pretty well but <laughs> but this is this is a, a different coaching staff uh joel bouchard is is gone and uh, you know, Joe Bouchard was was the great communicator. And he had the experience from from TV, and and uh, and and fans loved him. And uh, they were successful in the standings. Let me break it to you: um, Mark Bergevin and the Montreal Canadiens were not happy with the way Joe Bouchard developed players. And going into this crucial year, where more and more and more of uh, the draft picks. Uh, since the reset in in 2018 are arriving in the roster they needed some they needed a coaching staff 
uh, who were de- uh, really devoted to developing players, not so much focused on uh, the, the, the wins and losses and the final standings. I know that phrase, develop in a winning environment, but there are different decisions that have to be made. Um, and now it's, it's entrusted to J.F. Wool, uh, Kelly Buckberger, and uh, Martin Lapierre. Uh, Lapierre. Lapierre, that's Lapierre. Lapierre, Lapierre. Yeah, I've, I I just noticed in my show notes, <laughs> I, just, I, I misspelled that. It's Lapierre. It's Lapierre. It is. <laughs> Son of Jean, uh, yeah. That's um, all right. Uh, okay, we'll correct that after after the show. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you know, we're it's 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 preseason it, for it's us pre-season, here too. Yeah. That's uh-huh. okay. That's okay. We're getting there. Um, so yeah, you know, it's there's there's going to be some new philosophies. Of course, uh, Mark Bergevin, Dominic Ducharme are going to have a hand in how JF Ull and and his coaching staff um, look after the prospects in Laval. But but there does need to be a bit of a different message. Um, in fact, Rick, you had mentioned, you know. It, Player evaluation. This was, again, here is another one of those um, echoes of Kok Kanyemi. Um, we, t- we heard when Mark Bergevin met with the, with the press after it was announced that they wouldn't match the offer sheet uh, that talked about, uh, you know, some players don't necessarily um, assess their own game accurately or, or think they're playing better than they are or, or get down on themselves more than they need to be. Um, and apparently, as you mentioned to me before the show, uh, this is a, this is a, a theme that's, that's already now starting to echo through the dressing room as well. That's right. Um, um, Mark Bergevin spoke to the, to the rookies about uh, self-assessment, talked to them about their toolbox. As you said, we heard that from uh, Mark Bergevin. Uh, he said players don't assess themselves in, in, in the right way. Um, Stefan Waite, in, in his uh, interview, he had said, with respect to Deneau, he's not uh, assessing uh, his skills properly. He's overestimating his, his value and his worth. So this is a, a, a quite a different change, and uh, it's something that's going to be a focus for uh, the management to express uh, and, and the coaching staff right from day one, as they did uh, in the training camp. And, and uh, here's Jeff Wool and what, what he said about uh, paying attention to, uh, to details. We had a video presentation before the practice and, and we asked certain players, uh, all the players to do certain things. And you, you try to note mental note to see which players do what you asked and, uh, and see if they execute what you ask. So um, that's kind of a fun part of the coaches. And after the practice, we meet as coaches and, you know, we, we could talk about, hey, this guy did this, this guy did that. So uh, it's always fun to evaluate players on the on the individual basis. So Ul saying, uh, Mark Bergevin sent a message to, to the, the rookies uh, about self-assessment and taking responsibility for their development. And, uh, and obviously, the message... Um, from Mark Bergevin has already been delivered to the the coaches saying, we want you to to evaluate everything about uh, these guys, how they're uh, processing uh, instructions and and, uh, how they're showing up and and their attentiveness during video sessions. Uh, This this, uh, theme of evaluation and self-evaluation has certainly been strong so far in in, uh, rookie camp. 
The other thing that's been a common denominator has been, you know, buying into a philosophy and coming together as a group uh, to to improve as a whole. Um, leadership and attitude is going to be a, a, a common phrase that we hear a lot, uh, particularly in the next segment when we focus on some of the top contenders at this camp. Um, but you're hearing it from Ramage. You're hearing it from the coaches. You're hearing attitude. You're hearing leadership. Um and, and that's maybe something that's a bit new for fans because those are things you think of with, with older players, not necessarily focusing on that from uh, a, a young prospect and rookie camp perspective. Um, one of the players who's, who's really stepping up in that regard, despite the fact that he's still very young, uh, is none other than Cam Hillis. Um, and, and, you know, Cam Hillis had a, a had his share of challenges last year with Laval. He wasn't in the lineup every night. He spent uh, plenty of nights watching his teammates play from uh, from the suite, and instead of being on the ice, and and it 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 he he even said at the end of the year during his exit interview, you know that was a it was a mental challenge to still stay confident and and be ready for when you got the call to go on the ice. Uh, and and he's come to camp this year, Rick, and, and seems to be displaying the same type of maturity and and good attitude and and leadership. In fact, he he talked to reporters about uh, the the kind of culture that you really want to build in the dressing room. Well, I think that's the culture you want. You want um, you know, like-minded players that want to get better, want to keep getting to the next level. And I think that's what we had last year. And I'm sure we'll have that again this year. Um, so I think from that standpoint, you, know, you want guys like that. I think that's what makes you better. That's what drives you as a player is the competition. So, I mean, we all welcome that and we all kind of do our best to flourish in that. Cam Hillis may not be a household name, may not be up there in the uh, prospect rankings, uh, but he's a very good hockey player uh, selected in the third round of 2018 the, the 2018 draft uh, in his final year in the OHL with uh, Guelph, he captained the Guelph Storm, um, had uh, 83 points in 62 games. So, uh, you know, he's he uh, he can put the puck in the net, a bit of a playmaker. Um, but here I think it's important that uh, there's a player, again, not necessarily a household name, but is stepping forward and talking about leadership and talking about culture. Uh, the culture of of uh, joining with like-minded players who who want to get better and their and and want to want the team to get better um, and for me and and uh, I know this happened uh, for us when when we interviewed Jake Evans um, in his second camp and uh, he had been a captain at Notre Dame and uh, and and we noticed him talking about stepping forward into a leadership role and we thought wow that you know he's he's young and and uh, but yet he was taking on that responsibility and believe me I'm not saying that uh, Cam Hillis is going to follow uh, Jake Evans's path uh, he may have a different path uh, he may have a different destination but uh, the fact that there's a player like Cam Hill a smart hockey player uh, who knows the the value of leadership um, is 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 really impressive uh, at this camp. Well, kind of like Rob Ramage, we heard earlier talking about be a sponge, 
watch the pros that are here, soak up what they do. Uh, in this in this interview, Hillis used the word um, habits an awful lot and talked very frequently about learning habits from uh, veteran players when he was in the AHL last year, learning habits by watching the pros. And it was one of the things I asked him about. I said, you keep talking about habits that you've worked on over the summer that you've picked up from from the, the older guys around you. What specifically does that mean? And and this is what he replied. No, the mindset in itself is, you know, just having the attitude to come to the rink and focusing on, you know, yourself and, and you know, making the team better, you know, that 1%. Each day is this kind of a message I, I learned from a few guys last year is just focusing on getting 1% better each day. And um, that's all you can take care of. And, and that adds up over time. So I think, you know, there's obviously smaller details within the game that, um, you know, you work on with your coaches. And that's something I've definitely worked on this summer. Is that 1% quantifiable? Who knows? But it's a great visualization tool, uh, a great goal for, uh, you know, these for some of these players, it's going to be a much longer season than uh, they're used to. So having that focus of uh, not getting bogged down in their in their stats or uh, the, the win-loss record of the team, but personally, I will get better, 1% better every day of this season. And if you do that collectively, then that certainly becomes a, a team goal as well. Love the attitude. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Cam Hillis is going to do this coming season. Going to quickly switch gears uh, to round out this segment, just bring you a, a couple of uh, brief uh, bits of NHL news and notes. Um one thing to keep on your radar, and and really this is just kind of a teaser for for the Press Zone podcast because we're likely to discuss this uh, more in depth there, as it will uh, certainly mean a ripple effect for AHL teams this season. But Frank Saravelli coming out with uh, a report that there is consideration currently under discussion about a proposal to perhaps create a taxi squad just for goaltenders this season that uh, managers and clubs are a little concerned about the potential for uh, with with injury and or COVID um, instances this season uh, affecting their goaltenders that they might need to have someone on deck uh, who's not officially on the roster. Uh, and so, Rick, that will that's certainly something to keep an eye on uh, moving into the season. Really interesting, and as Frank Cervelli's conversation with Bill Daly, that was mostly, uh, the headline was about the percentage of uh, NHL players who have been vaccinated. So this little nugget kind of got buried, but I think it's a very important one that NHL GMs are concerned about uh, goal, their goaltenders getting injured or sick and and would like the option of a, a, a taxi squad goaltender. So What's this going to mean for uh, for a club like the Canadians? Um, you know, you don't want a Caden Primo uh, uh, missing any games, uh, sitting on a taxi squad. You want him uh, getting as much action as he can in the AHL. And, and uh, so how's this going to affect the shuffling? Uh, this is something that may or may not become a, a, a reality this year, but uh, it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, another thing that there won't be a shortage of this season is fans getting fans finding ways to be offended. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about Montreal Canadiens fans. I'm talking fans of any of any 
team, any sport, they, I, I feel like sometimes fans thrive on being offended and finding ways of being outraged. And uh, right now, Mark Shifley uh, is appearing in a new public service campaign in, in Manitoba. And oh boy, does it have some people riled, Rick. It does, and and yes, uh, there's a bit of a grievance in industry that uh, th- that is you know is is popular. I, this is um, much ado about nothing, in my opinion. Uh, it's uh, an ad. Uh, Fifteen seconds is all it is that was prepared by the Manitoba Public Insurance Company in Manitoba. I know when I was there, in, uh, living in Winnipeg, uh, you bought uh, car insurance from the government, AutoPack. It was. It, colloquial called. Um, And uh, they have a vested interest in making sure there's fewer accidents. They have a campaign on right now, uh, hashtag save the 100. And that's the the 100 people that are uh, lost due to to, uh, uh, highway accidents, road accidents. Um, And their emphasis is on um, not using your cell phone and driving. and uh, they uh, put together this public service campaign. Who's more visible visible in, in Manitoba than uh, star forward of the Winnipeg Jets, Mark Shifley? Um, and, uh, you know, again, Montreal Canadiens fans, this was not meant for you. This is meant for Manitobans. That's right. Uh, so don't look, through, uh, look at this through your own lens. It was done to get the attention of Manitobans, and I, I think it was it's it's pretty I'll play the it's 15 seconds I'll play the commercial hey man Mark Shifley can't keep your head down on a two on one man come on <laughs> sorry Mark it's okay I just care about you as all eyes on the road bud eyes on the, <laughs> eyes on the road keep your head up uh, leave aside your cell phone. And of course, you know, everybody is in Montreal is upset that uh, they're taking a shot at, at, at uh, Jake Evans and the incident that happened uh, in the second round of the playoffs where Mark Shifley was suspended and still has, uh, is still uh, will serve one game of that suspension, the, the Winnipeg Jets' first game of uh, the upcoming season. Um, but listen, this is all about, as I said, uh, this is directed purely at Manitobans and getting them to uh, stay off their cell phones while they drive. And I think that's that's uh, a good message to have out there. Yes, the uh, the fan out. I saw somebody tweet, has he even apologized yet? Well, yes. Uh, in the first press conference that he had, he said that was the first thing he did was call Jake Evans to apologize. So, so yes, I would I would bet Jake Evans, if he saw this, would probably chuckle because it's it's. They're using what was a, a terrible thing that happened, um, and they're trying to make something good out of it, and and it's relatable for Manitobans, as you said, and so we can have a sense of humor. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, last bit, uh, want to mention that the NHL has officially announced that uh, third time's a charm, right? We tried it in 2020, uh, tried it in 2020-21. Um, now uh, Montreal slated to host the 2022 NHL entry draft at the Bell Centre in Montreal on Thursday, July 7th and Friday, July 8th. That's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, details about that and why I might be saying that's a little different can all be found at allhabs.net, but the draft 
We'll see. Third time's a charm. We'll see if we can uh, all get together in Montreal next summer. First time since 2009 uh, that the NHL Interdraft has been held in Montreal. And that's not only um, significant for um, uh, Montreal and, and Canadians fans, but it's significant for Rocket Sports and particularly All Habs Hockey Magazine. We were pretty young back then. Uh, it was uh, uh, one of our first years, and, and we organized an event for the 2009 draft that kind of uh, brought us into prominence where we, uh, we invited and hosted uh, hockey fans from different teams uh, from all over North America, and they streamed into Montreal, and we had a great draft weekend. Uh, and uh, it kind of... It, it was it was it was a great event. It led to some great friendships, and it also uh, helped propel uh, All Habs Hockey Magazine into the uh, um, well the 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 the, the towards the status it has today. Absolutely, it was the beginning, mm-hmm. the beginning of the path, uh, and it was a lot of fun for sure. All right, we are going to take a quick break here on the Canadians Connection. Still to come, uh, we do have a question of the week that we're going to talk about later in the show. Um, But next, we have our big topic segment where we are going to talk about uh, the prospects at rookie camp who look to be contenders. Um, And so we're going to discuss that coming up right after this. Stay with us here on the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 2 game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or, in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. I'm Amy Johnson. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. And uh, with me in the studio is our president and founder of Rocket Sports, Mr. Rick Stevens. You can follow him on Twitter at All Habs. And of course, don't forget to follow this podcast at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And visit our website, CanadiansConnection.com. Uh, and Rick, of course, we want them to subscribe. That's that's very important. Very important. As the season begins, <laughs> subscribe to uh, the Canadians Connection so that uh, our podcast comes to you every week. And you can share it uh, with your friends, with your fellow Habs fans. Um, but uh, that way you won't miss an episode. 
That is true. Uh, This segment, we look at our big topic of the week. And as you see from the title of this show, it's uh, it's camp contenders. We're going to take a look at the Canadians prospects uh, at rookie camp this week who are the most likely to be the next ones to really make uh, the a big step forward in the organization uh, and and are going to be the names to watch uh, as they inch their way closer and closer to to dressing in a Montreal Canadiens sweater. And and those are forward Yessi Alonen and uh, two defensemen, both Caden Gooley and Matthias Norlander. Um, now we've heard, uh, we've already in, in the first couple of days of the rookie camp, we've had the opportunity to, uh, speak with Caden Gooley and Matthias Norlander. Um, and so we're going to have, uh, some great quotes from them coming up in this segment, uh, talking about their experience and, and where they feel they're at, uh, with, with their skills. Um, Yessi Alonen has not yet been made available to the media, but I imagine that that's going to happen very soon. Um, and so we're going to actually kick off with a quote from him um, from our interviews with him in his exit interview with Laval at the end of the season last year. And, and at that time, he was asked to really assess, you know, last year was his first season, uh, like Norlander's experiencing this year. Last year was Yessi Alonen's first um, experience in playing in North America and transitioning to the smaller ice surface. Uh, And so he was asked to assess just what his first season in North America uh, was like. And this is what, at the time, he had to say. Uh, Personally, I did. I did okay. Like, uh, it was it was easy to come here to play with uh, with uh, good teammates and good coaching staff. So I'm overall I'm uh, I'm pretty uh, happy with my season like defensive game and battles and uh, getting stronger. Like uh, I think I've improved them a little bit, but I still have a lot of work to do and I will work on, on them during during summer. So he had goals set for himself uh, for the, the off season uh, to prepare, knew what uh, he needed to uh, uh, improve on. Um, but one thing you should know about Jesse Yelonen is extremely humble. Yes. Uh, and and very understated. Uh, he said, uh, personally, I did okay. Well, he did better than okay. He had a gr- pretty great transition uh, to uh, North American hockey, played well with uh, with Lavelle. Not always consistent, but, but always looked like a threat. Uh, great skater, tremendous shot, earned mm-hmm. him a, a call-up with uh, uh, the Canadians. And... Uh, and 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 so I, I think, um, as you said, uh, he hasn't had an opportunity yet to meet with the media. Um, possibly uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, he will have. So go to ahl.report, ahlreport.com, um, because there will be audio there um, from Yessi Alonen. Um, just as far as uh, just a general comment that I'll make. Uh, about the three of them, these are these are the 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 three: Yessi Alonen, uh, Caden Gooley, and and Matthias Nor- uh, Matthias Nor- Norlander. We were we were told how, mm-hmm. uh, he gave us instructions on how to pronounce his first name. Matthias Norlander uh, are the ones who are uh, have the the best opportunity uh, to make uh, the, the the step to the roster. Having said that, uh, it would be it's a long shot. It's it's. Uh, 
it's a big long shot for them to be uh, considered for for the the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and I think uh, added to that again, uh, the 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 ghost of uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi uh, hovering over the Canadians. Given uh, what what's happened, given Robert Ramage's uh, comments that the you know we're likely to see Caden Gooley back in in Prince Albert, um, uh, captaining that team and being available for for the uh, Canada at the World Juniors. Uh, Matthias Norlander, he already has started the season in Ferlunda, uh, likely headed back there, and yes, he alone and with, uh, with the Rocket. Um, but, uh, as Mark Bergevin said, um, I'll let the, the players uh, decide the, the roster decisions for me, so there, the, there are opportunities uh, for each of them. Absolutely, there are. And uh, we're going to hear from some of them coming up in this segment about, you know, what they think their prospects look like in in terms of forcing a decision. Um, But we're going to first return to Rob Ramage. Um, You know, we we talked about how, you know, Yessi Alonen talked about his uh, first season on on North American ice and and what he felt... uh, went well and what he felt he needed to work on. And and this is a really key component to bringing players over and prospects over from Europe uh, who have never played on the smaller ice surface found in North American rinks. Um, there is always, this. it's just the key, there is always an adjustment period. Uh, the game is faster. Angles are completely different. Uh, things take you by surprise. Um, the game just moves differently. And, and even even the most elite player will need an adjustment period. And Rob Ramage, uh, in, in talking about, um, you know, expectations for Matthias Norlander, since he has not yet ever played a game on North American ice, uh, recalled uh, another player who he coached in a similar situation earlier in his career. Um, you know, I, I think back to the year I coached uh, with the London Knights and Olimata was a, a rookie player that come over from Finland and obviously a good player. He's won two Stanley Cups and Oli was, you know, a, a great junior. But did he ever get hit a lot initially? Because you don't have the time. Uh, it's a little bit different game here. Guys are finishing their checks. And so Oli had to adapt and just do things quicker and then protect yourself, you know, you don't stand in the pocket and, and take that hit. And so for Matthias, there'll be similarities uh, as, as far as just the pace and the quickness and the lack of, of, of space out there. And for a defenseman, like they're coming in, in today's game, guys are on you very, very quickly. I'll add another example, and that's Mikhail Sergachev, who yes. in his, his nine-game uh, trial with the, the Montreal Canadiens was hit a lot. Yep. Um, and not only targeted, but, but uh, you know, stood in there and, and, uh, and didn't spin out of the contact. And uh, so it's very different for uh, European players coming over. It really is. Um, and it's, it's, you have, it's one of those things that we always caution fans to, to keep in mind and keep in perspective. It's very easy to be excited about a hot young prospect that's, that's you know, a, a top of the lists and, and someone that you think is really going to make an impact. It's, and, and of course, you want to be excited about these prospects, but there has to be a, a realistic level of expectation that they may still show, and Matthias Norlander may show this weekend, some incredible natural skill and ability that makes him look 
tremendous out on the ice. But there are going to be aspects that are going to be very new to him. There are going to be stumbling blocks, and there's going to be a transition period. And it's 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 important that Rob Bramage uh, made sure to punctuate and emphasize that. Um, when asked himself, well, Matthias Norlander, a little more confident. Well, I mean, this is my first time here ever on the small ice too, so we'll see. It's probably it will take some times, but uh, um, yeah, I will give it the give it a time and to adjust to the small ice. Uh, I think one practice here, I I didn't feel like it was too hard, um, but we will see. Take time. Kind of a ho hum <laughs> attitude. Uh, <laughs> I can do it. Um, it didn't uh, seem too hard. No. Uh, and <laughs> and listen, um, uh, Coach Ull said uh, uh, Matthias has a good hockey head, mm-hmm. uh, and he said I think he did very well when talking about his uh, initial adjustment to the smaller ice. But it's not exactly game action, and and uh, uh, that will that will be a different story. I, th- I think his tune might change a little bit, <laughs> slightly. Pro- probably not. He's he's well, got a he's, glowing he's, yes, smile and does. and and he seems to have a great <laughs> attitude, uh, and maybe maybe it won't bother him at all. Maybe but, it won't. Yeah. Um. You know, the key for uh for him, and this was something that I asked him about towards the end of his interview. Um. You know, he's already game ready because, uh, in terms of of having a, a slight advantage over the rest of the field at rookie camp, uh, because. Frölunda in the Swedish Hockey League has already started their season. Uh, he's he's played in a, a few games uh, in Frölunda already uh, before uh, flying uh, flying across the Atlantic to to come to rookie camp. So, um, you know, when asked, is that it, both the experience of playing in a, a competitive, physical men's league like the Swedish Hockey League, playing with the Frölunda Indians, and and having already started the season. What kind of advantage does that give you? He he had this to say. I mean, Ferlunda is one of the one of the best like in the whole Europe. Uh, the team, uh, the organization, there's great. Uh, we work real hard. Uh, so I think I have like from that from that city in Gothenburg, pretty pretty good uh, like standards and good good daily basis. So I take that with me and then just keep working hard here too. Again, a little understated, but uh, the Frölunda program, uh, their training camp is completely different from a North American training camp. Mo- much of the the uh, the the work, and and it's much longer as well. They spend a lot of time uh, off ice training. Uh, and it's very, very difficult. Uh, um, I would die. Very taxing. Yeah, and you see the uh, the the hills that they run, and uh-uh. um, yeah, they they train hard, and we've seen that not only with Norlander, but uh, Max Freeberg used to be the captain um, of the AHL club for the Canadians, and and uh, we know Christian Foline, f- uh, former. Uh, Montreal Canadiens defenseman uh, Joel Lundqvist is is uh, part of that team, uh, brother uh, to Henrik. Um, so th- they they have prepared him well. He he had that training camp, uh, as I said, mostly off uh, off ice, and then they had a, a pretty extensive exhibition schedule, uh, which he played and and did quite well. And they've al- already played a couple of games of their regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's uh, he's primed and ready to go. So if you were to ask, and he was a couple of times, 
what the goal is for Matthias Norlander uh, in, in this rookie camp. Uh, he doesn't mince many words. Uh, well, I mean, my focus right now is just to, I mean, to make the team. Uh, that's why we, and we all guys are here, like I said before. Uh, so I'm looking forward to, to this week and then we will see what happens. Uh, so just fun to be here at the first time. Very matter of fact. And mm-hmm. when he says make the team, I'm here to make the team. That's, you know, why would you ask <laughs> this is a silly <laughs> it's, question? It's why, do you th- why do you think I'm here? I'm here to make the team. Um, the Canadians have said he'll play for the Montreal Canadiens or the Frolunda Indians. We're not talking about uh, he's here to make the team. He's not here to make Lavelle. Uh, no. Uh, so his focus is on being a defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, he went on, uh, he, 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 he made a comment later in, in you know, someone kind of pressed him a little more on that. And he said, look, you know, if, if, if Montreal decides that the plan is to send me back to Sweden, then, then great. I'll go back to Sweden, but it's not on his radar. He's, he has laser focus on making the team and that's, that's his goal for this week. Um, switching gears from Norlander to, uh, defenseman Caden Gooley, um, Caden Gooley is is a guy that um, I think a lot of people are excited to see. He looked pretty good in the few games that he got to play in Laval last year um, before the WHL re- resumed their season, and he was able to go back to junior uh, where he was wearing the C for the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, unfortunately, his season got cut short uh, due to injury and uh, only played a couple of games. Uh, his 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 hand was injured and he was out for the rest of the season. So this is not only, um, you know, Caden Gooley had a had a looked really good for the very small window that we got to see him last year. But this is a bit of redemption for him coming off of rehab. Um, Rob Ramage mentioned, you know, we talked about Cam Hillis and his leadership abilities. Caden Gooley's even younger and uh already it's obvious both hearing from Gooley himself but also from Rob Ramage and you'll hear his comments in a minute that that Caden Gooley's attitude uh is is much more mature than his years would tell you. Well, first of all, you know, last year he was named pe- captain in, in Prince Albert as an 18-year-old. Uh that shows his leadership, his maturity as a young guy. Um, you know, watching him in the world juniors, he, he was solid. Uh, he carries himself like a pro, you know, his brother's a, a pro hockey player is an NHL hockey player. So he's been around it. Um, there's, there's an air of confidence, not cockiness, just, uh, he's, he's becoming a professional before he's a professional. And so I think we've got a, a real solid one there. Becoming a professional before you're a professional, uh, mentioned earlier by Ramage and and specifically with respect to Caden Gooley. Uh, Caden Gooley is a leader, mentioned that he was uh, captain uh, in Prince Albert. Um, and if he goes back, uh, will be captain again, will likely be captain for uh, the Team Canada squad uh, at the World Juniors. Uh, very, uh, as he said, a, a confident Caden Gooley. Uh, and showing lots of leadership skills. I'm very excited to to see what he can do with uh, if he stays healthy and and get this season started. Um, when asked uh, about the 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 qualities of his game that he thinks makes him stand out, he was pretty quick to answer that. Yeah, I mean um, that's something that I try to 
try to or put into my game is, is being physical um, at all areas of the ice. And um, I mean, in front of that, that's it's my job to to get those guys out of there and um, try not to let them um, whack in a rebound or, or tip in a puck. So um, being physical is part of it. And is part of it, and, he, yeah. and it's a part that he's very good at. Yeah, he uh, he's very physical, uh, especially in front of the net, but uh, likes the open ice hits as well. So when when it was my turn to, to ask him a question, I, I turned that quote that we just heard from Rob Ramage on to Gooley, and I said, this is what Rob Ramage, the, the, the Canadian's director of player development, said about you uh, just, just two days ago about how you've got this great attitude, you've got good confidence without being cocky, that that you really um, act like a professional already. And I asked him, where do you get that from? Uh, you know, we, we've we heard that, of course, he's got an older brother, Brendan Gooley, who, who has NHL and professional hockey experience. But outside of that, why, you know, where do you get that uh that groundedness from and why is it such an important thing for you to to have as part of who you are you see a lot of players um, nowadays that are more like that um, I mean you get Sidney Crosby Connor McDavid Shea Weber like they're they're all all very grounded humble guys and um, don't don't talk about themselves a lot they do a lot for the team and um, I mean I think a lot of that stems from from how I was brought up um, I was always told to to always just stay humble and have a good attitude about everything and um, obviously, like you said, like my brother is a big part of that. My, my mom and my dad, um, they're both very, very strict on, on us being humble. And, um, so, I mean, that's just how, how we were both brought up in that way. And then obviously you see those high end players like that, um, in the media or whatever like that. So you want to be like them. So, um, again, just how I was brought up and, and you see those great players doing that. So. You mentioned Shea Weber, and, and going back to one of our previous podcasts, uh, when uh, there was the, the Team Canada showcase and gathering potential uh, uh, players for the World Juniors, Caden uh, Gooley talked about Shea Weber a lot, that he he watched him during uh, the, the Canadians' playoff run, and that quiet leadership um, and and uh, that humble, grounded leadership that he talked about right there and started with his parents. He was also asked frequently, you know, do you think you have what it takes to contribute to the Canadians roster? Do you think there's a place for you? Do you think that you're going to make the cut? Do you think he was pressed on this quite often and each and every time to his credit again, took the mature and high road and said, you know, that's really not uh, a question for me. That's a question you're better asking to the management and the coaching staff, um, deferring to those at, at each turn. But he at one point, I think he kind of caved a little bit and and gave a little bit of his own opinion. It's kind of hard to say again. Um, just go out there and play as hard as I can, and um, whatever happens, happens. And um, try to make the decision hard on on the management. Um, and if you come up short, um, you know sometimes um, just things don't go your way, and you just got to keep working hard. And um, you know that's all I can really do at this point now. Um, some things are out of my control, so um, I mean things like that happen. You just um, keep working hard and um, keep your head down and, and keep going. So he has a realistic view, but yeah. his job is to make decisions difficult for management as, mm-hmm. as, uh, and that, that applies to, to Gooley and, and Norlander and Yelonen, uh, but well expressed by uh, Caden Gooley right there. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very impressed with this, this young crop of prospects. Uh, you're seeing a lot of guys with good head on heads on their shoulders. You're not getting, um, any kind of snarky attitude. You're getting conf as Ram, as Ramage said, confidence, but not cockiness. Um, they know the value of hard work. Um, you know, we're going to hear from some more of them on on Tuesday on the press zone. Guys like Rafael Harvey Pernard, uh, work ethic is a big, uh, ca- all capital letters around Rafael Harvey Pernard and and guys like uh, Gianni Fairbrother and and those those types of guys, Jan Mishak. Um, as you say, they're all trying to make a, a decision difficult for management, but um, really impressed with with Caden Gooley. Cam Hillis, liking what we're seeing from Norlander already. Very excited to see what Yelonen's going to come back with this season. Uh, Rick, I think it's, I think uh, training camp is going to be very exciting, I think. For sure. And and listen, we're focused on three of uh, those prospects that uh, have the best opportunity to make the jump. Remember, there's there's uh, prospects, and we still call him a prospect, like Ryan Paling, who's not at the rookie camp mm-hmm. uh, because he's he's graduated from that level, uh, and we uh, expect that he has a very good chance of making the Canadians' uh, roster. In addition, there's uh, prospects that are a little further away, and and uh, but will be making a contribution. Uh, to Laval, you, you mentioned uh, Meshach is one that I like. Um, you know, there's there's uh, prospects that we're interested in seeing um, who, uh, you know, were just taken uh, at the most recent draft in Riley Kidney um, and uh, Xavier Simino, uh, William Trudeau, um, Joe Verbedek. Um, and and we should also say that there are prospects in the pipeline uh, that that uh, there's there's a couple in Europe in uh, Jacob Olofsson and uh, Oliver Kapanen and don't forget about all of the NCAA players those mm-hmm. in in college programs in the U.S. Uh, who aren't eligible to be here Jordan Harris. Uh, uh, sh- the Canadians were interested in in uh, in him joining uh, the team at the end of of the uh, regular season, but he elected to stay with uh, college. A guy we know uh, pretty well at Wisconsin is Jack Gorniak, uh, Jaden Struble, Luke Tuck, uh, Blake Biondi, Sean Farrow, who had such a great season oh, yeah. uh, in Chicago um, uh, in the USHL. So there are other prospects uh, that we'll keep track of. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, many of them uh, coming up on the Bresso Montreal on Tuesday. That we will. Uh, it's As I said, it's going to be a really exciting camp. It's going to be a really exciting season, I think, for prospect development. And we will have all of it for you. Um, we're going to take our final break here on the Canadians Connection. Up next, we uh, we have a question of the week that we're going to pose to you. Maybe give you maybe our answer to it as well to to inspire you a bit. Uh, but we've got all that and more. So stay with us. You're listening to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. 
I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked out hockey cave or fan ink. Well, don't just show your friends, show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to ShowYourHabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit Rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. And welcome back to episode 155 of the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. And if you have something to say and you want us to know about it, just text us anytime at the Rocket Sports text line 585-3-ROCKET. Um, in this final segment, Rick, this is where we let folks have their say. Uh, and we are going to get to that in a moment because we have a question of the week that we want to hear from people about. But first, I uh, want to be sure that everyone is all caught up with all of the Rocket Sports Media content that we've uh, put out this week. There's been a lot of it mm-hmm. uh, as we have uh, welcomed new contributors uh, uh, to the fold, uh, both uh, at, at All Habs and at the AHL Report. Um, of course, we mentioned Habs Notepad and Habs Headlines coming out every weekday. Uh, at allhabs.net in our first segment. We talked about that, so you don't want to miss that. Um, But Rick, uh, of course, at our All Habs YouTube channel, just youtube.com slash allhabs, our own Ben Danku was back with another great edition of the Habs Fan Forum, and this was a pretty fun video this week. It was very fun. Uh, he talked about his ritual, uh, yeah, the rituals. Uh, do you wear a jersey? Do you watch at home? Do you watch with friends? Uh, are you on Twitter? Do you sit in the same spot? All of the, the what do you eat? Yeah, the, the <laughs> snacks, the drinks. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, and and uh, Ben covers that. Uh, as you said, uh, YouTube.com/slash Allhabs. 
And he's also had some very interesting, uh, uh, for the last few weeks, uh, very interesting uh, videos. So you might want to check those out as well. Absolutely. Catch up on those. Drop a comment on YouTube. Uh, we love to hear from you. Uh, and, and tell us what your game day rituals are. We've we had some great responses on Twitter as well. So let us know. And help us welcome, uh, as, as you said, we've had some new uh, contributors. Uh, mm-hmm. Both Cole and Maria had their first articles out. Uh, Maria on uh, allhabs.net, uh, Cole on hockeypub.com. That's also one of our sites. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael contributed to this podcast That's right. uh, by helping us with some audio editing. He so um, they're, they're already uh, off and running. Uh, they're and hard at work. They certainly are. <laughs> They're eager. They're excited. I love the enthusiasm. Uh, and all of our readers are going to get to meet them uh, within the next week or so. We'll have a post out at the AHL Report introducing uh, more of our new team members. Um, and like Patrick Williams. Like Patrick Williams. We did. We had a nice feature article on Patrick Williams welcoming him to the team. Uh, if you missed that at the AHL Report, be sure to check that out as well. Okay, so the question of the week, really, this is, we're talking about, we want to hear from you. Well, we want to know uh, either... Drop us a note on Twitter, send us a text uh, at 5853Rocket, or leave a comment on on the post on the website. We want to know, will any of the prospects that are currently participating in the Canadians rookie camp make the Canadians opening night roster? It's a good question. And who would that person be? Uh, so, uh, 5853Rocket, uh, go to Twitter if you prefer Facebook. Uh, we've got, uh, we're very close to 50,000 uh, fans in a community on uh, Facebook. That's facebook.com slash allhabs. And leave your, uh, leave your comment, your, your opinion there, your rationale uh, for um, whether one of these uh, contenders that we've talked about, or, may, or maybe you have a different favorite. And I'll uh, I'll go ahead and get and get it start. I'll get the, the the process started, and I'll I'll give you my answer to that. Uh, I think if anyone has a shot of making Canadians roster, and it, again, it's still a really long shot, but if anybody has a shot at making the Canadians roster, I think it would be Jesse Alonen. Um, that is not to say that Matthias Norlander doesn't have the skills to do it, but uh, I'm going to revert back to uh, our perennial adage of don't rush the young prospects and it is my stance that i would prefer to see norlander go back to sweden for one more year let him cook in in sweden Uh for another year uh so that's that's where i'm standing on that question well i i i agree with you um i was was uh one of the very few who said that uh, but i was standing with saka corville he said the same thing so i feel (laughs) in good company uh that kakinami should have gone back to to finland agreed uh so i i would say that uh norlander back to Frölunda, um caden gooley uh lots of opportunity for him to play a lot uh Mm -hmm. in prince albert and Mm -hmm. uh join the world juniors uh, Jesse Alonen uh, will be um, working on his consistency in the rocket, but as you said, there is a, uh, a slim chance uh, that he is the most NHL uh, ready of of the group. Um, but with with roster spots at a premium, uh, I think that's uh, if if we're looking at a forward. And again, he's not part of the question because he's not part of rookie camp. Uh, it would likely be Ryan Paling. Mm-hmm. You told me that I needed to be quiet about this. This this segment? Yes. Well, I was just going to play something. Uh, I heard this a lot. I heard this an awful lot. 
um, over the, the the few days, uh, media availabilities. And, and listen, we're really uh, grateful to the Montreal Canadiens uh, for being included in on all the media calls and providing the virtual access uh, to all the prospects. But we heard this over and over and over again. Last question, Amy Johnson. Last question, Amy Johnson. If I heard it a dozen times, I heard it three dozen times. Um, and um, I, I, I guess, I, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with being last, although, you know, the opportunity, uh, questions may be taken and, and that sort of thing. You're you're a professional enough that you've got questions, uh, plenty of questions uh, to ask. So it's, it's not on you. It's um, this week, the Canadians... Um, They uh, announced their action plan on respect. Uh, talked a lot about uh, inclusion and uh, and w which is which is great, and we appreciate that. Um, they put uh, a lot of time and they put some dollars into this action plan. Um, we just like to see a practical gesture that they're very serious about uh, changing the culture. Uh, and that would be the inclusion uh, of women in in the coverage, um, in the reports. Um, I, I know that the, the Canadians have their own kind of internal protocol. Must the media availabilities must start with a French question, must start with the rights holders. Uh, it's cute uh, and all, but uh, and and maybe it's a little dated. Uh, and we just ask them. It's just a friendly message. Um, do better, and uh, and maybe it's something they haven't thought of. Maybe it's something that's uh, you know beyond their radar. Um, and as I said, we, we appreciate, um, everything, all the access we're given, uh, but I just asked them to do better. And I know you said I, I, I needed to just let you get that <laughs> off your chest. I will just add an addendum to that. First of all, thank you. Uh, I was very proud, uh, and I'm very proud every time this happens because it, it happens fairly frequently in covering Montreal. I was very proud that the only female voice Uh, heard on any of those media calls from the media side of the call uh, was mine and that it was Rocket Sports Media representing uh, women in the sports industry uh, and in this case at the NHL level. Um, listen, independent media, being a, a member of independent media and not the mainstream media is not for the faint of heart. It's not for anyone True. who doesn't want to work hard. Um, it is It is grueling. Uh, you have to work eight times harder to get every inch that the mainstream people practically get handed for nothing. Um, and that's not, I'm not disparaging the folks in the mainstream press. I mean, it's, they've earned, many times they've earned their place there. Um, it's, uh, it's, it just means that us in the independent uh, media realm, we have to just really buckle down and work hard and be persistent. And uh, work ethic is, is not something that we shy away from here. Um, I, in fact, one of the mainstream, uh, one of, one of our colleagues who's in the mainstream media in Montreal reached out via text uh, this week to say, Hey, it's really great to hear, uh, hear you on the zoom calls. Uh, that was a really nice vote of confidence and and something nice to hear. Uh, and we'll just continue to push forward. And and as you say, we're we're grateful that we are have have reached a point at Rocket Sports that we uh, have the respect of of our colleagues that that the Montreal Canadiens recognizes us as part of the press corps. Uh, and uh, we'll just continue to carve out our niche. And and I'm not uh, advocating that you should be getting preferential treatment no. <laughs> uh, just based on your gender. No. It's it's that, uh, that. no, and, and but um, you know you've been at this longer than most, uh, at, at least with the focus on prospects, with the focus on uh, the AHL. You've been there uh, covering Hamilton, St. John's, Laval, 
all the road games, uh, which mm. you never see anybody else. Uh, so uh, the experience with prospects with the AHL um, should count for something. And, and that's all we're talking about here. And we just thank everyone for following our coverage without you, without our Absolutely. listeners and readers and the rest of the Rocket Sports media team. Uh, we Rocket Sports and the coverage that we are able to provide you now uh, after 12 years wouldn't be possible. So it's really it's the team that that we're surrounded by and our listeners and readers and fans and followers. You're the guy, you're the ones who help make uh, real independent media possible. And and we have you to thank for for every success that we have. We're very grateful. Um, I am grateful to have had the chance to hop back in the hosting chair with you again this week. Chris G did a phenomenal job with you the last couple of weeks. Uh, you're going to have to put up with me again next Saturday. All right. I can do that. <laughs> Chris will be back uh, very soon, though, uh, in October. But uh, next uh, episode of Canadians Connection will take place next Saturday, September 25th, with Rick and myself. So be sure that you tune in. And of course, Rick, we want to make sure that they are subscribed to the Canadian Connection on their favorite podcast apps. And uh, also share the podcast on social media. Please do. Um, look down whatever your favorite podcast app is. Subscribe. If it's our, our own player, uh, there's a subscribe button there too. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed. Share it. Um, share it widely on social media, please. Absolutely. Uh, remember, at Habs Connection on Twitter. Keep in mind, you can text us anytime, 5853-ROCKET. And uh, thank you so much for listening. It's going to be a very exciting week as training camp gets underway. So we'll see you back here next Saturday. Thanks so much. Have a great Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens. Canadians.